It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Machine, machine, right? Rage against, Rage against machine. the machine. See, see, I missed it because the communists, he left the group and he's back with the group. I, I'm very confused. And how come you're not playing like Black 47 or something like that? Isn't it the day of the Irish yeah, parade? Very, very poor choice. Yeah. I, I didn't see one black flag out there in the Rockaways or communists or socialists. Like, no DSA welcomed out there. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, if you were Sinn Fein and you leaned real left... Bernadette Devlin, who had been elected into the House of Commons from Northern Ireland as a socialist communist back at the height of the Easter Rebellion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. But no, no, no. It was uh, who? Well, you know what they do have down there in Rockaway? This is the, the first parade. The parade season kicks off today. It's always a nice, brisk day. Sometimes it rains. It's always a great place for a right, you know, a conservative Sid kind of mayor. I mean, I had how, how, how was Eric Adams received down there at the parade? Well, uh, first off, I was looking for our colleague, Sid Rosenberg, who was always talking about how he lives in Bell Harbor, Bell Harbor. And everybody pointed out where he lives, the specific right. house he lives in. I'm banging on the freaking door. God, you would have thought, people thought, is there a fire inside? Why are, you, why are you banging on his door? It was shaking the ornament on the outside. But he was nowhere to be found. Uh, and then Eric Adams, his people were there. Because, you know, the advance team right, was right. there. They had the banners there. Some of the guys that I recognize, you know, who are always doing his advance work. And it was the detectives who told me, oh, no, they're going to delay the parade. He's in Red Hook. He's in Red Hook. Okay, you delay the parade a little bit. But after about a half hour, uh, the Irish uh, who run the parade out there, and these are malleable guys. These are not like the old AOH guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, half minute late, that's it. Sorry, you're behind the leprechauns there. And they waited, and they waited, and you can see the crowd was getting antsy. Plus, it's kind of raw out there today. Yeah, it was okay, though. But the crowd was just getting antsy because they recognized the why. The parade was being delayed. It wasn't for Jerry Adams of the Sinn Féin. They would have waited hours. It was for Eric right, Adams. Right. And uh, so finally the parade marshals did the right thing. They said, no, if the, uh, the mayor gets here, he enters the parade. His team waited on the side. And you know me. I am of the tradition of Chuck Schumer and Anthony Weiner. If I can do the parade two, three times, right. crisscross, up, down, up, down, up, down, I do it. So I worked the entire parade once, and then halfway uh, through the second layer of the parade, but then I had to break out in order to come back and join you. So I left with Arnold 13, who's been with me for 46 years. You saw my son wearing kilts. Yeah, yeah. He has a bagpipe. He plays the bagpipe. Now he great. Ins- he insists he's 100% Irish. He texts me. He said, you ruined my day. Said, what are you talking about? I'm 100% Irish. He really believes this. He's into this. He speaks a little gaily. I said, Anthony, you don't have a drop of Irish blood in you. Uh, Your mother's all Polish. I'm uh, uh, Italian-Polish. David Patterson, your stepfather. Well, what is Patterson? I I don't think that's that. They're more Scottish, right? He's Scots. So he's all upset at me because uh, he insists he's all Irish. So I'm telling you. It would be bad if the mayor, for whatever reason, wasn't there, unless it was an emergency. Obviously, the priorities of a mayor is a fire or uh, some kind yeah, of police yeah. action. He's got to jump and go. But uh, his advance team was left in the lurch. Mm-hmm. And you know it's so important that your advance team know what's going on, so they have option A, B, or C. Wait here, march without you, or just pack up and leave. And I guess they made the decision, although I have to really check uh, with others, to pack up and leave and not be there without the mayor, because then everybody say, well, it's the mayor, as opposed to everyone's enjoying the parade, and then all of a sudden nobody even knows the mayor wasn't even there. But I know that you, Anthony Weiner, because you represented that area as a congressman, because you were in those parades time and time again, uh, you were out there. Didn't your brother have a restaurant out there? Or? No, not out there. But but we we ne- I never missed a parade. 
And mayors would come and go. Remember famously Mike Bloomberg marched in the parade after he had proposed banning cigarette smoking and a lot of bars along there. You know, it's a lot they of guys. They gave him hell. And they gave him hell. And a lot of guys also, there are a lot of um, kind of balconies that overhang. So a lot of parties, kind of tailgate kind of parties. It's an, um, it's a really great parade. It's, it starts the season. It's frequently rainy. It's sometimes chilly. Um, it, it might not be the worst thing in the world if the mayor showed up late and marched a little later because the, the crowds actually fill up a little bit as the day goes. Now, now when you say they fill up, you mean with lager? With, that's uh, the, they they would have had any meat drinks. I was down in them, down the hatch, and true. I can't drink. Yeah. I got chronic Crohn's yeah, disease. That's true. But they insist. That, you know, it's a little tiny cup, a little plastic cup. They put a little smidgen in there of liquor. And if you don't down it, all the men are looking at you like, huh? Yeah. No, they're, they're, are you dissing us? It is kind of like when you go to the Iowa State Fair and you're a presidential candidate and you won't have pork chop on a stick or whatever yeah. it is that they give you. Yeah. It's kind of a test of your mettle a little bit. I still believe to this day that the reason that Al Gore ultimately lost uh, to Bush 43 in one of the closest elections in the history of all of our presidential elections is because in picking Joe Lieberman, an observant Jew who observed the Sabbath and could not eat pork, they would send poor Joe Lieberman out there to all these barbecues, right? And first thing they would do is give him a pork sandwich of some type. And he had to say no. Right. And you know with those kind of situations, if you don't have the pork rinds, if you don't have the uh, pork chops, if you don't have Everything that they give you with pork, they take it as a dish yeah, and dismiss. Right. There is, you know, there's people are culturally are culturally permissive and they understand these types of things. But I do, I do say that that you know people make a big deal sometimes about these things because when you are the Rockaways, so much of the sensibility about the Rockaway about Rockaways is that they're we're the forgotten. We're like we're not. You know, they refer to themselves as the peninsula. They refer to to the rest of Queens as the mainland. Um, and so the fact that you show up at that parade is really taken as a big deal. And the fa- if you miss it, they never really let you live it down. They, mm. they want to see it's kind of like the bare minimum for admission there. Uh, I'm surprised Sid wasn't there. I mean, his whole thing, his whole shtick now is I'm like, I'm part of the Rockaways. This yeah. is my thing, yeah. even though, oh, yeah. you know, if I hear another story about him going to the gym in Battery Park and having his laundry picked up and everything else, he's getting a little but bit you fancy. notice the people that hang with him, some Irish, but mostly Italian, because Jews and Italians have always gotten along together. Jews and Irish have not always gotten along together, nor have Italians and Irish. So it seems that even though he's in the Irish Riviera, and he loves it out there, and there's no reason not to. It is your own little private yeah, enclave. It's, it's great. Uh, Bell Harbor. It's, if you notice, when he talks about all his friends in the morning, he got vowels at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, a little name. bit. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. But, I, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it is, quite, it is the Irish Riviera down there. Oh, and by the way, they are listeners, Anthony. I mean, you're talking the epicenter of WABC yeah, listeners. They were talking about how how you here? You aren't you supposed to be with Anthony? Uh, you know, left versus right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. sharp. Yep. Uh, and they were citing the lineup and things that were said, and that's what you need because these are really hardcore WABC listeners. They sit out on their porch. They sit there in their living room. They're listening on the app now. But by the way, and the thing about Rockaway, and we saw this in the assembly race down there, where it basically came down to a coin flip at the end of the day between between Pfeffer and Tom um, Sullivan, and Tom one Sullivan, of their own. Oh my so God! Close. When 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 I when I left office, it was a breezy point guy that that took my seat, albeit for a brief time before they redistricted. Turner, Bob Turner. It is one of the last remaining true kind of purple areas. A lot of Republicans, a lot of Democrats. Yeah. It used to, you know, it's a very. You have all different flavors of Jews on on the peninsula. Also, you have the Frum guys all the way down, you know, for further down. But you have the more secular Jews. It is a really interesting little mini New York City down there. Now, the difference is there was a time if you flew a rainbow flag, you were dead on arrival. You were not going to be led into that parade years and years ago when almost all of the St. Patrick's Day parades, except the one in Woodside, which is the annual gay and lesbian St. Patrick's Day parade, which I think might even be tomorrow. It's the same. It used to be the same day. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yet they've all progressed. They've all gotten out of that, except 
out in Staten Island, which has its uh, annual St. Patrick's Day Parade up Forest Avenue tomorrow, the AOH that runs at Ancient Order of Hibernians, they won't budge. They won't budge, even though elected officials out there, many of them conservatives. Uh, I know Joe Borelli, the councilman, minority leader in the uh, in the uh, city council. He will not march. Some of the others will not march. And they are legitimately conservative. Uh, they just will not change. And the mayor has been pressured by gay and lesbian organizations to say, re- revoke their permit. Don't provide them any services. And the mayor said, hey, I, I can't determine the nature of a parade, you know, by, by them passing a litmus test. I have to provide the same services as I do to all other parades, which is fair. But you would think by now, when I, I tell you something ironic, I was in Dublin for the annual St. Patrick's Day parade. It was disappointing because everybody was over here. <laughs> the Lord Mayor of Dublin at that time, his name was Fagan. He was Jewish. They had gays and lesbians marching in the parade. This was in the 90s. And I'm, like, stunned because back then, remember, the ancient order of Hibernians, the annual Fifth Avenue parade, the big parade. No, no gays and lesbians, you know, unless you keep it hush-hush, no money, you know, no rainbow flag, no banners, no nothing. Now that's changed. They've changed their rules. Most of the parades are inclusive. I think Brooklyn has started its parade back up on 9th Ninth Avenue and I think Fourth Street. I'm wondering if yeah, they're it goes, inclusive. It goes down, I think, to Seventh Avenue. I mean, this used to be all anyone talked about this time of year: who's going in, who's not, who's going to march, who's not. It was this huge fight. If anything, we're learning now that there are a few outliers. I don't understand it. I don't understand it why you don't want to make your parade as welcoming as as possible. I don't really get the math. I do understand you can't not. You can't, because of the content of their beliefs, I don't think you can choose not to grant them a permit. Um, but it is much less of an issue than it used to be. I, it's ne- It was never an issue in Rockaway, though. That uh, was never an issue. It, I mean, it was on the uh, Rockaway. On the, by the way, Rockaway, if you get further, further to the east where that surfing ethos is down there, it's a very kind of libertarian, liberal kind yes, of is. community down there. It, it's, very, it's a very tolerant community all in all. Um, but so I don't remember that ever being an issue. And I remember marching and seeing some flags, some some gay pride flags hanging from people's uh, porches. But, yeah, except for Staten Island, I don't think anyone is still stuck to this. Even the big one on Fifth Avenue now, it's not an issue. And I think that there's kind of become this this kind of a acknowledgement that this is a celebration of of the Irish of all stripes. And it's all all of March. Every oh, yeah. day, every hour, every minute. The only one it's not a celebration of. Is the orangeman? Don't you dare fly orange. Don't you dare come in there as a Protestant Irishman. We've had presidents who are Protestant Irishmen, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton. Don't you dare come in there wearing your orange or you're up for a fight. It's like all of a sudden, okay, uh, it's Belfast, it's Derry, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's back to the rumble. And I'm telling you, it is all, this is supposed to be, um, National Women's Month. You know, March? No, it's not. It's St. Patrick's Day every minute, every hour, every day. It doesn't matter. Morning, noon, and night. Well, and if you are on the circuit, on the parade circuit, this starts the beginning of the onslaught. You might say, well, it's March. It's too early for parade season. No, they start. Remember, there are enough nationalities, enough causes and everything. Basically, you could fill up just about every weekend from now until September with some kind of a parade. Now, now, I've got to share with you, I'll share with our audience, uh, a video that was taken, that was sent to me. And here it is, I'm going up to Tish James, and I'm asking her, what are you doing here? Now, what are you doing here, Tish? And she's joking back and forth, and then somebody wants to take a picture of the both of us. She said, I'm not getting in a picture with him. She said that? No. Yeah, yeah jokingly. Jokingly. Uh, and then I muscled in to get into the picture. She pushed me away. She goes, why don't you go arrest some criminals? <laughs> and I was going to say, but I didn't want to disrespect her. She's the state attorney general, although me, I disrespect everybody. Say, yeah, if I did arrest any criminals, you would turn them loose <laughs> as the attorney general of the state of New York. Who has no, she doesn't do criminal law in the state, as you know. But she, she's actually a very good natured person. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure she's a big fan. But and now, again, uh, from Rules 101, Chuck Schumer to Anthony Weiner, 
most of these electeds and those running for office, they clump together. It's like uh, it's like when all of a sudden you put uh, soap with dirt, it, they emulsify. You know, they come <laughs> together. They can't be seen individually. They're all together. They're expecting people on the sidelines to be able to differentiate. I don't understand why they... No, wait, so why do politicians... We've talked about this before. So why do politicians bunch together? It's because you're, there's a certain amount of exposure when you're marching alone to hecklers, to people calling you names, to people like, you know, people are generally very nice, but people do that. If it's too hot, stay out of the kitchen. These people bunch together because they think there's some safety in numbers. And also, they think that no one's going to recognize them. So Chuck Schumer taught me the lesson of the giant sign. You know, Chuck Schumer doesn't need a sign, but back in the day I did, you know, you know, you know, congressman and my sign holder, I would tell them, you've got to frame it pers- perfectly so that when the wave takes the picture, they'd have my face and they'd also have the sign over my head. But- and you forgot to mention, on the sign was the finger pointing down <laughs> at you. First Schumer would come, same thing. Then Wiener would come, same thing, with the finger pointing down, as if we didn't There's know no. that the sign over the person was the person. We didn't have the finger. We didn't have the finger. We did have a bullhorn, though. Well, you probably got a few fingers along <laughs> the way. sure. Man, I, I'm telling sure. you, yeah, you had the bullhorn. Schumer had the bullhorn. He still has bullhorn. I didn't see him there today. And, I mean, I worked that crowd. And, I mean, I was firing them up because I wanted them to give Eric Adams a hard time on the way. Slee would see it. Every year. Oh, in the crowd. That's a now, sleeper I'm curious, crowd. How did you remember how you did in the 23rd? How did you do in the assembly district had, it, oh, down there? I overwhelmingly won that. You won it outright? Yeah. Yes. That's impressive. Yeah. In the Rockaways. I took the Rockaways Broad Channel, Howard Beach. Well, Broad Channel, I imagine. Howard Beach is no surprise. But the fact that the Rockaways. You know, well, well, hold on. So I got quite a few enemies. <laughs> no, Beach. I'm just saying. 10% I'm... of the Italians would ever vote for me. Look, it, it, it was it was eye-opening to me to see, you know, Audrey Pfeffer Amato, I think is what her, her full name is. Her mom was the assemblywoman down there forever. I think she became the county clerk in Queens. That name rings out. The fact that that was essentially a tie, and, you know, trends don't begin and end. They're just trends. <clears throat> we can see that becoming a Republican district. Oh, easily. You know. Easily. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more. Right? Uh, I, I it's the last bastion also, remember. Uh, before you decide to go to the Jersey Shore, go to Pennsylvania, or go to Florida, you dig in into the Rockways. If you have money, it right. costs a lot of money now. But, but remember something. This was, 2022, was probably the high watermark for Republican Republican um, vote getting. in the. We'll see. I mean, the combination of crime, Hochul not being very strong, a midterm election. You know, you got people like... like um, um, like George Santos, you had really close races where you didn't think you were going to have them. I think it reverts to normal. And well, stays let me democratic. tell you something. Missing in action was Sid Rosenberg. He always talks, my very dear friends, the Rockways. He mentions all the shops, the restaurants. Well, the one day he should have been out there, That's could have been out there. Yeah. Where the hell was he, right? Was he afraid of getting booed? You know what we should have done? We should have had a, a WABC float yes. out there between you, me, and him. Well, why, why not yeah. next year? You know for John sure. Katsimatidis yeah, will put together sure. a float. He's got one for the Greek uh, parade, which I think is in late March. By the way, I also think he, he did a book signing today out at the stadium. Oh, yeah, it was I packed. Think. Yeah. I saw the pictures. They were asking, how come you're not there? It's because I'm going to be in the Rockways. I knew Sid would not be yeah. there. I yep. said, we got to be represented out there. Those are our listeners. Anyway, up next, prayer in school. Eric Adams, earlier this week, before a religious congregation, a breakfast meeting, said, you know, if only prayer would return to school, the teenagers would not bring guns. Because when we had prayer in school, there were no guns in school. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? What, 1928? Curtis, let, a, let us pray. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Santo, prayer. Class! Class! It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 
God, I'm gonna fall asleep. God, what is this? Like? Okay. All right. Son of a preacher, man. All right. Lame. But we just uh, had a litmus test of our news director, Noam Laden, who's working today. And he has no juice. I asked him simply find out if the mayor eventually got to the St. Patrick's Day Parade in the Rockways. Because normally the mayors march, even when they know they're going to get booed like de Blasio and Bloomberg, remember, after Superstorm Sandy, he was not beloved out there at all. So he caught hell, and de Blasio caught hell. And notice, Noam called two people at City Hall, and they wouldn't return his call. That proves that Noam Layden is a person of no consequence. He has no juice. No juice. No, it just means that the weekend crew for Eric Adams at City Hall is not exactly in the know. Yeah, well, maybe he ought to call his very dear friend, Sid Rosenberg, who wasn't there either, because they were probably two two peas in a pod, a soup and a sandwich, a horse and a carriage. Yeah, what you got to do in this situation, you got to call the newsroom of the wave. That's right. That's right. Okay, uh, I got that number. I got that number. Yeah. Very good. Now, meantime, uh, the mayor appeared at a breakfast, excuse me, earlier in the week, a religious breakfast meeting of various denominations. And he came out and he said, you know, if we return prayer to the school, the start of the school day, uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to remove the guns. Because years ago when there was prayer in the school, uh, they didn't bring guns. Oh, wait a minute. You're, 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 you're jumping ahead. What he first said was he didn't believe in a separation between church and state. That is correct. He didn't say those exact words. He basically said there is no... Church without state, the church is the head, no, the heart, and the mind, the state is the body. So he starts out there. Absolutely. Uh, a total smack in the face of Thomas Jefferson, who they removed right, but, from the city council. in that Chambers, case, though, but in fairness to him, he was working a room. He had all these, theolo- these, these um, religious leaders in the room. But he didn't let it go. He got hit pretty hard for it. And then the next day, he comes back with what you were saying. Kind of like he goes out of his way to raise the subject again. And he says this part, I think you just described. He says that if we had religion in schools, you wouldn't have crime. You wouldn't have these prayers. Right. Right. Now, he also, for the second time, brought up how God had chosen him to be mayor at this particular time because of the problems that the city was facing. God chose him. I don't know how it is, Anthony, that guys like Bush 43, uh, Ted Cruz, and now... uh, uh, Eric Adams have a, I don't know, maybe it's a pipeline to God. They're able to talk to God. Yes. God commands them, mm-hmm. speaks to them, maybe in tongues. But he's never answered my calls. And I ran for mayor. In the end, it was me and Eric Adams. No, no, you don't. I didn't even get I didn't even get a, a click. You know, like I'm calling God, G-O-D, click. Who are these people to say that God is having conversations with them? Well, you didn't win the election. God immediately adds you to his speed dial list Uh once you get elected. Mm. Um, Now, in the case of Eric Adams, he apparently got got the call from God way back when he was elected to the state Senate back in the 90s. Um, But I want to make a serious point about this. I do believe that there is a way for the for the mayor to do this. That makes it I made a I made a similar point when I was running for mayor. That the city of New York has so much that gets done by churches and synagogues and mosques that help the city of New York. The soup kitchen in the basement, the job training program, the after school program. And I proposed when I ran for mayor that there should be a nonprofit czar, like someone at City Hall who helped facilitate all of this work that's done in the religious communities that help us run the city better. We would be indispensable when the when the Catholic Church, the Archdiocese, started closing down Catholic schools. I stood up and said that was a bad idea. The idea of religion and religious institutions being important in our city and government working with them is not anathema whatsoever. So now, that, if that's what he meant to say, then more power. Let me ask him. you a question: Why do political types like yourself, Democrats and Republicans, always seem to need a czar? A czar is a dictator. A czar is a tyrant. A czar comes out of the history of Russia. There was nothing democratic about a czar. You can have a benign czar. A czar is someone, but a czar is someone omnipotent, all-powerful, 
What's the matter with well, that? Well, we're still waiting for the rat czar. It's now close to March uh, 7th. That's that would be what I'm surprised months. they didn't ask you about down in Rockaway. How are the rats? No, no, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I get that wherever I go. And plus, remember, their rat problem isn't on the Atlantic Ocean side, the well, beach side. It's on They're, the bay side. Yeah. It's on the Jamaica Bay side. And I know, having grown up in that whole area on the other side, the Brooklyn side near Floyd Bennett Field, uh, Plum Beach, and then also uh, near the Canarsie Pier. Boy, those rats, they look like beavers sometimes. I know, but the rats there, there's an ecosystem down there. You know, um, Jamaica Bay Wildlife Refuge is the biggest flyover for birds. More than 50% yeah, of all yeah. the birds in North America at some time or another are there. Mm. So it's a fair fight. Those birds, you watch them sometimes, these ospreys and these other birds swoop down and grab these rats. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when the rats are making their way down to the peninsula, it's because they're trying to find safe harbor from these various birds that are seeking them out. And by the way, I have documentary evidence. I remember the photographs. Uh, I forget which newspaper, <laughs> because, you know, I collect all newspapers, including yes. weekly newspapers, <clears throat> of uh, Anthony Weiner, at that time congressman representing that area, wearing the safari hat, having the binoculars, and wearing shorts as if you were in the middle of a tropical yeah. jungle area looking for exotic yeah, species I, of birds. And I had my 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 binoculars were on you my, going, my hat. I, we, yeah. By the you I gotta say, if if New Yorkers are unfamiliar with what goes on down at Jamaica Bay Wildlife Refuge, it is amazing. We have a whole we have a whole welcome center that, that we built during my time there. There are these, I mean, just all kinds of different wildlife that are available here in New York City. It's now, you great. know, when I was a kid, <clears throat> with my cousins, we would build a raft because naturally, well, they didn't so much read Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. I had to explain to them. They were a little stood out. <laughs> so we'd build a raft and go out to those mini islands in Jamaica Bay. They call them poles yeah. because we had heard that Blackbeard the pirate would come into Jamaica Bay and bury his treasure. You go out to these poles, there was like nothing there. You had like a spade. It has nothing to do with a person's color. It's the kind of shovel you have. Right. And you dig and dig. And these are marshlands, by the way. Yes. These are like old fashioned marshlands. As a yeah. matter of fact, when when for a while they started disappearing and we had a whole do a whole federal program to bring them back. You can go out there. It's very shallow water. You need a, a boat with a very low draft in order to even Lucky get out for there. Us, because... Did you find any any Bury, no, bury no, uh, we found a lot of other things out there, uh, bones of, of animals, not of people. Friends, friends of the Gambino crime no, family. No, they were, they were actually uh, closer to shore there in the Plum Beach. They're, they're more Sheepshead Bay. That's where you'd find I them. will tell you, though, it's exciting, although going out on those rafts, if you weren't Johnny Weissmuller and Buster Crab, you better be a good swimmer because, you know, if you were in the wrong area with the current and the undertow, you had double trouble. But we fashioned ourselves as if we were Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. We did not use the N-word. No, not like it was in the book. And we would dig. And we would knock ourselves out. And later on, historians did indicate that pirates would come into Jamaica Bay, especially when the Brits or the Spaniards or the French were trying to find them or the Americans and bury their treasure there so that they could escape. Now, the question is, you would know. whoop woo <laughs> The treasure there. Come on. I, Come I on, find Andy. it hard to believe that people go into Broad Channel to bury their treasure. Blackbeard and his pirate. Well, we don't friends. need. To, we don't need to make it racial. I'm just saying. I I find it hard to believe that they do that. It is a really interesting. You know, down there. You know, people build their houses on stilts because yeah. the the high wind during Hurricane Sandy. You literally had boats in the middle well, of Cross Bay Boulevard. We used to call them shanty Irish, but those houses are so expensive now. That's They're true. lace Irish on uh, with the uh, houses And they on also, poles. I am. I used to know this so well. They used to be leased from the city. I think. I think those properties were not privately owned until relatively recently. I, I see. I I I I, I date you. There used to be a toll on Broad Channel. When you were driving, you know, through Broad Channel to the Rockaways, you had to pay a toll there. That was Between like a Howard private, Beach and, and, and Yeah, the that Bay? was an unincorporated area. Yeah. So they charged you money. In fact, it was double fare at Broad Channel for the subway line going to Mott Avenue, last stop in Far Rockaway and Beach 116th Street. You would have to get off and pay a second fare at Broad Channel. It, it was almost like it was own, its own little world. Yeah. There, I mean... By the way, Breezy Point is like that, too. That's a private cooperative. We have these things in Queens that don't exist outside of Queens. We have that. You have 
Forest Hills Gardens further up north, like these weird things that predated the creation and, of the city. Uh, of course, Seagate, which looks Seagate. like like there's a war going on. I mean, they got barriers. I mean, you would think, what the hell is going on here? Anyway, speaking of war, all the Republican candidates and maybe to be soon announced official candidates have been talking uh, two separate uh, events this weekend. They sort of partition themselves, the CPAC. And then there's another one. Uh, what Committee are they called? for Growth. Does that have men's hair now? Is that that's basically yeah? Committee it's, for Growth. It's for people who are short. I don't. Yeah, these these two are going on at the same time. They are kind of competing. Neither one of them is drawing too many people, though. Well, well let's uh, let's break it down. And also, I want to ask you about this piece of legislation in Tallahassee, DeSantis Estate. It would basically say if you want to blog about government or the governor himself, you got to pay money. Left versus right, Anthony Weenie, yours truly, Curtis Lee. If you missed anything in the middle, just go to WABCRadio.com to get all your podcasting needs and uh, your other podcasts, the ones uh, that I pimp off of, uh, Anthony. Well, the middle unplug this week, we talk about the origins of COVID and uh, keys to the city where we solve all the problems in the city. All in a 60-minute podcast. And warming up in the bullpen, uh, Rob Astorino will be taking you from 4 to 5. And when we finish... At the end of our hour, Anthony, I've got some surus, surus that I have to reveal to everybody. Surus. I'm here for you. Oh, God. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Hmm. Ah, there you go. Hmm. 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 Dropkick Murphys. Hmm. Hmm. Boston. Boston, right? I hate everything in Boston. I hate Boston cream pie, Boston baked beans. I hate the Boston Bruins. I hate the New England Patriots of Good. Coach Belichick. I hate the Boston Celtics. I hate them all. And, of course, the Boston Red Sox. But anyway, Anthony Weiner, now we have to talk about all the excitement within the Republican Party because it's like roller derby. The candidates are making the rounds. They're going around in the Oval tonight. CPAC, uh, the, uh, you can call him the keynote speaker, is uh, the former president, Donald Trump. Before him, there was Haley and Scott from South Carolina. I think they were yesterday. And then in this other conference, what do they call that again? Men's hair? I think it's the, men's, uh, the club for men's hair growth or something. The yeah, club yeah. for growth, I think. So DeSantis that. is supposed to speak there, right? And uh, I think somebody else. But really, it's DeSantis that people are hearing because they want to compare him to Trump. So just looking at it from a political point of view, uh, where do you see the Republicans at this point? Well, it seems to be still Donald Trump and everyone else, right? I mean, you, you, the, these kind of groups, these activist base types, they still like Donald Trump. I guess the interesting tell is, you know, he has been kind of shadow banned from Fox News. They have thrown their resources in, uh, into Ron DeSantis. But these kind of base people, I tell you, the, the, the interesting thing to me is watching these people like Pompeo and and Haley, uh, what's her name? What's Nikki. Her? Nikki. Nikki Haley. Right. These people that worked for Trump trying right. to make a contrast with their former boss. I think a lot of them are in this race. Like Nikki Haley, I think, maybe trying to become vice president. Pompeo, who knows? They're waiting for lightning to strike, but it, it seems like DeSantis and Trump are the two big players. But we don't know anything about DeSantis. DeSantis has not been through a tough campaign yet. He's doing very well in Florida. But, I, I mean, it is still Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's to lose. And when they have this CPAC uh, straw poll at the end of everything, he's going to win it overwhelmingly. Well, you know, interesting with uh, Nikki Haley and Scott, both from South Carolina. The senator, Scott, really tore into Mitch McConnell. So his presence there is to say, like, out with the old, in with the new. And I couldn't agree with him any more because this guy is just like a bump on the log. He's got to go. I mean, these are, are men and women. That, I mean, look at Feinstein. She's ill now. But she was incapacitated for a while. 
there's got to be some kind of a litmus test where at a certain age or if you're uh, feeble or like we see with Fetterman now, he's in the hospital, he doesn't seem to be able to perform at this moment. There has to be a way to say, no, 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 you got to go. Look, uh, the biggest perv, well, that's saying a lot about the Senate, but Strom Thurmond, you remember, this guy was a lech. He would grab Tuchus wherever he could. Uh, Racist, right? And what, some guy was standing next to him when he would go into session with a defibrillator? What what do they call that machine that shocks you so that he wouldn't die on the floor? I mean, that's a guy who would never want to give CPR on first aid. I'd say, die, die, you Dixie crack, die. I I have said before, I think there should be a constitutional amendment limiting the age of presidents. And I would set the number at, you know, 70 or something like that so both Trump and Biden could not run. I do think there is a question. Now, Fetterman is a little bit of a different case. I don't think you should be fired from your job for having a stroke. So I don't know if Fetterman is the best case. but And, frankly, the process took care of Dianne Feinstein. You, you know, basically people announced whether she was going to run or not. They announced that they were going to. It's hard to think about how you it might work to say when someone's too old to serve. But we do it with judges. It's not uncommon that a lot of boardroom, a lot of uh, corporations have internal rules that say that, that we can't have anyone be a CEO past Well, you know, bringing them back again. And look, Iger at Disney. What did they bring them back the third time? Then you got Howard Schultz at Starbucks. They brought them back a third time. Right. I think they're starting to act like uh, the old days were better than the new, new days. But I think for a lot of people, you never go backwards. You move forward. That was then, this is now. You see that happening in the Republican State Party. They're looking for a new chairman because the uh, State Party chairman, Langworthy, thank God, beat Carl Palladino in a congressional race. Could you have imagined if Langworthy did not enter that race, Carl Palladino might have won that congressional seat. We would have to be looking at the three stooges, Marjorie Taylor, whatever the hell the name is, Green. Uh, George Santos and Carl Palladino. Every day that would be the face of the Republican Party. That would be death by a thousand stabbings a day. Yeah, this is the problem right now. Our left and our right really do dominate the internal politics. They don't, they're not winning elections so much, but they are dominating our internal politics. But the, but the, you know, by the way, I, I see that Cox is talking about. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The opposition to Cox, who's already been the state chairman. I think for about 10 years, is why are we going backwards? We should be moving forwards. And then there's the old wing that says, but he will give stability to the party, especially after having done so well in the congressional races and the Democrats licking their chops and saying, oh, yeah, you did well. We got $45 million to throw on your heads because of George Santos. And every campaign we run against a Republican who won a congressional seat, including Malanaro and Mid-Hudson, we're putting the face of George Santos on him. That's who we're running against. Yeah, I, and that will be an effective campaign ploy. Well, also, look, I said this earlier in the show. I think 2022 was the high watermark for Republican and uh, for Republican wins. I, you know, they, they say that the reason that the House is in Republican hands now is because we in New York, the Republicans did so well here. That just means in 2024, with with Biden at the top of the ticket, a lot of these guys are going to have a tough time. Sooner or later, and this is why I think one of the reasons that the the ethics investigation got underway in earnest on Santos. Sooner or later, the Republicans are going to come to the conclusion: we're not, we can't hold this seat. Let's not go down. Let's not go down with him. And you, there's no one who's more anti-Santos in the whole House of Representatives than the three kind of swing Republican uh, representatives that got elected in 22. They want him out of the way because you're exactly right. It's going to be Santos questions every day. Yeah, I tell all the candidates who call me up who are either running for re-election or trying to seek election for the first time as Republicans, especially Suffolk, Nassau, and Queens, where that name is like embedded into the mindset of voters. Most voters don't know people, right? This guy they know. He is the lead story every night. He is the, 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 they lampoon him. Uh, Fox News Channel, MSNBC, he gets more FaceTime than anybody else. And that includes DeSantis, and that includes Trump, and that includes Biden. You see George Santos everywhere. And then he knows how to get more attention onto himself, even though he begs, please, please, I don't want any attention, you know. <laughs> 
He, no, that, yeah, that he he lambes he lambes the media for being obsessed with. Yes, him. yeah. Leave me alone. I want my yeah. personal life. But what, what 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 what's the next interview? Absolutely, I'll be there. Look, our own uh, Rob Astorino got that interview last week. Right, so right. he is available anytime, any place, anywhere. He's lens slice. You were lens slice when you were running for office. I am persistently lens slice. Donald Trump was lens slice when he was making his bones. Chuck Schumer, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. There should be one big jail cell for everybody who's been lens slice, and we would be sell- we would be sharing a jail cell. I know, but it's always in pursuit of something with the rest of us. What- Santos, it's unclear. Because it's not like the attention has some some message that he's trying to get out. It seems to be all over the map. You know, I would encourage our listeners to go to the Red Apple Podcast Network and download Rob Astorino's interview if you missed it last week. All over the map. Some combination of I'm sorry to F you to they're all out to get me kind of stuff and how ridiculous all of this is. But he's enjoying it. You I can guess see so. he's I guess so. He has joy. He has knockers. He doesn't have sewers, which I'm going to reveal to all of you <laughs> coming up. But he really, you see, oh, please, you know, it's an invasion of my pri- privacy. You want to ask any more questions? Yeah. And then he has this kicker. The only person I will not do an interview with is Don Lemon because he's a sexist. Really? <laughs> Don Lemon? <laughs> That's where I'm drawing the line. Yeah. What a corker. And, you know, he came out of the Tea Party movement with yeah. a different name. He came, was in, uh, I think, the Queens Village. He was the Revolver or whatever it is. Yeah, at that he had point? a completely different name. Then he evolved. He started dealing with. Uh, some of the the Whitestone uh, Republican Club, and then naturally was out there heavily in Nassau and stuff. And he gave Peter King and the Nassau County GOP $185,000. Maybe that's why they didn't do a deep dive on him. Anthony, he gave the Nassau County GOP, uh, Peter King, who was at war with me, he gave them $185,000. Peter King had nothing to do now, with Now, well, let me ask you a question, Anthony. But if I give the party that I'm representing $185,000, uh, does that guarantee the Code of Omerta? Because I give them $185,000? Go ahead, deny it, Nassau County GLP. By the, way, by the way, strap in. The next wave of information, someone's going to find out where this money came from. You now have the Federal Election Commission looking at it. You have the U.S. Attorney looking at it. You have all kinds of reporters looking at it. But that there's no sign that he earned that money. And so who who is trying? It, because now that's you know they got to start thinking about how they're going to give that money back. Um, but Peter King had nothing to do with this. Your blood feud with Peter King, yes, notwithstanding, yes, he did. He, he could have slapped it down. They would have listened to Congressman Peter King. But it was okay. As long as he gave the party 185000 out there, Joe Cairo and the Republican Party, everything was swaze. By the way, if you ever want to run for Congress and get your home county to support you, if you write a $175,000 check, they're going to support you. You're damn right, because it's money talks, right? It's all about shimoli, smoola shmoola. Anyway, up next, I must vent. I have such sewers. It was bothering me for days. I opened up the newspaper. I had to find out the hard way. They're taking my hours here at WABC. Anthony, I may need a shrink. A psycho, uh, psychotherapist, right? Because I am a bit psychotic. This conversation might not go well if you find out they gave them to me. We better wait till after the break. And can someone come in here to, to take Curtis's hands off from my neck? What? You? Hoofa. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. I'm ready to go to East Palestine, Palestine. Why do they call it Palestine, Anthony Weiner? It's Palestine. I mean, it's Palestine, it's, Illinois, Palestine, it's, Texas. It's also Houston, Texas, right? Anyway, uh, the A train will take you out to the Rockaways, right? You stop at Broad Channel, and then one shuttle train goes to Mott Avenue, Far Rockaway, and the other to Beach 116th Street. 
in the time that I could have taken the train to get here to join you, Anthony Weiner, you would have thought our crackerjack news director, Noam Layden, with all of his contacts, all the years that he has labored away as a newsman, would have been able to find out declaratively if, in fact, Eric Adams was at the first St. Patrick's Day parade of the season in the five boroughs out in the Rockaways. He's got nothing. He's got ugats. He's got bupkis. Wait a minute. It's the job of the mayor to let the media know where he's present and where he's not. It's not the job of the media to hunt this guy down like he's going to nightclubs. Oh, he is going to nightclubs, That's I true. guess. That's true. Maybe, maybe he had a long night. I don't know. But anyway, you would think Noam would have developed some contacts, some snitches along the way, the same way a snitch to me that he was in Red Hook instead of in the Rockaways. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Remember, Noam is now such a fixture on Sid's show, and Sid is so in the bag for Mayor Adams now. I'm like third in line to be the shill for Mayor Adams. It could be that Noam is covering for the mayor now. Now, he's a straight news guy, but it could that could be what's going on here. How do you know he's straight? I'm saying straight news as opposed to partisan oh, news. Oh, okay. I just want to clarify Not that, that there's anything wrong with uh, that. Let me ask you this, though. He certainly has labored away in this business. Remember, it was Sid Rosenberg who had him fired. Uh, and I went in to try to save him with the previous program director, Craig Schwab. And Craig said to me, sorry, Sid wants him fired. And now all of a sudden they're having a love fest. You would think, oh, my God, whatever Sid yeah. wants, Sid gets. Which leads me to the other morning, because I'm on with Sid, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7.05. So I walk uh, in, and in the newsroom, uh, there is uh, Noam preparing his uh, McNuggets or whatever they call that segment, which is like uh, basically his testicles, his onions become cocktail onions. He he, he just completely capitulates to Sid. And uh, Sid is showing me the full-page ad taken out by John Katzmatidis in full color broadcasting the fact that sleep was going to get wiped off the map on Sunday afternoons. Wiped off you mean the map. It, no, it had the Sunday lineup, and you're all over the Sunday lineup, right? It had Ugats, nothing about me on Sunday afternoon. So that meant I was holding it down three to five, and I thought I was doing fairly well, coming off of uh, the overnights from 12 to 6, Sunday morning. Then I'd be back three to five, and then after the entertainment of Vinnie Madugno and then Jersey Joe Piscopo and Dina Martin, and then I would come back from 9 to 12. Well, guess what? I look at this lineup. They're promoting Rob Astorino, who comes on after us. Okay, that's for Saturday. And then they have Andrew Giuliani's picture. Then nobody told me he's not on the he's not on Sunday. Yeah, no, no. He, Andrew's going to be doing three to four. Wow! Followed by Laura Curran, four to five. The Wait former Nassau County executive. Hold on, I'm I'm looking at. What, what, when are you on? And then to add insult to injury, the nicest guy in the world, Ernie Anastas. How he can function in talk radio where we're ripping out each other's throats is beyond me. He will be on from 5 to 6. So that's three new hours of talk radio on Sunday afternoons. Then it will be Jersey Joe Piscopo, 6 to 8. Uh, Dina Martin will no longer be with us. And it's... Well, she's still going to be with us. So she's just not going to be on the radio. Correct. And then it's the Prince of Staten Island, Vinnie Madugno, who will be on from 8 to 9. And then they're letting me back in. That sounds like... In fact, they, they that, won't even let my pass work on <laughs> Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons just to ensure that I will not be here. Now, come on. I, it's like I cut my veins and arteries. WABC always broadcasting. Curtis, come on, Anthony. I need you to do an intervention Well, let me, let me, me. just say this about I'm that. I'm your partner on Saturday. Let me say this about that. Um, first of all, that sounds like a really great lineup, and I can't wait to listen. But I have to say... I should have seen this coming. I did not do a good job being your wingman because early on in this process, maybe some people came to me and said, hey, we think you're doing a great job with the middle. Would you like to do some more time on Sunday, perhaps? And I said, oh, would I? That would be amazing. I would love to have it, you know, cause, because you've taught me there's all it's only so much real estate. And then they started telling me what they were looking at. And I saw it was during your side. And I said, oh, no, my Key to the kingdom, my coin of the realm, is my partnership with, with my mentor, Curtis Lewa. 
He's right. I'm left. We wear the boxing gloves and everything else. We're at each, you know, but I'm loyal. And he taught me a long time ago. It's all about, you know, being loyal to one another. And I said no. Well, you better talk to that traditor, that Judas Frank, the Mama Luke Morano, who started complaining about the fact that I had too many hours at WABC. Why is he on so much? There were so many other people who could be doing shows. He would constantly grandstand on this. This would be a soapbox. So now, all of a sudden, this uh, tsunami is hitting me. And this is what I predict, that my my loyal friend here, Anthony Weiner, will turn also into a predator. Don't, don't be ridiculous. And I... we'll then end up with two hours. It'll be Anthony Weiner, two to four, Rob Astorino, four to five, <laughs> and I will have Ugats on I... Saturday afternoon. I resemble that remark. I have been... A loyal Curtis yes, in, in the in the in the Murano v Curtis. I mean, whenever I'm on with Frank in the middle of the night, I always say Baba Booey or whatever it is that you tell me to say to kind of sabotage your show. I'm with you 100. I want you though to cross-examine, interrogate, uh, do an inquisition on Frank Murano. He started this movement a while back. At one time when he went away on vacation, he went away on vacation like uh, three times within two months, and I said, "I'll eat up your real estate." He gave John Katzmatidis and Chad Lopez, president of Red Apple Media, our parent company, a list of 75 different people who've done shows here in the past at WABC. They got fired. Yes. They were either locked up. He wanted Huddy to cover for him, whatever her name was. Right, (laughs) right. Psychiatric facility. The worst. And that's when I barged in and said, no, no, no. You can rip up that list. I will eat up his real estate. And ever since then, he has been on a mission to take precious hours from me, which means I'm going to have separation anxiety. I'm so used Curtis, to being on the air at stri- WABC. It strikes me you are at battle with on many different fronts around here nowadays. Yeah, everybody. Make love, not war. No, not with Peter King, that traditor. And certainly not with Bo Tito. And not with Sid Rosenberg, who is missing in action in the Rockaways today. He's always talking about, hey, could have been there to pray. And the worst one, it turns out, it's Frank Morano, the Mameluke, who led the effort to take time away from me, which starts tomorrow. ABC. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 